What up, brawlers? Welcome back to Throwing Hands. Daniel's back, per usual, but we have another special guest on today. Justin Janes just won his first UFC match. How's it feel, man? Hey, man, feel like a million bucks. You know, I'm just uh, living the dream, living the life I always dreamed about, dude. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, I'm sure. All right, I'm going to get into a, a little quick question here. How'd you get the Guitar Hero nickname? I, it was a college thing, you know, in 2008, 2009, 2010, Guitar Hero was like a big deal, and, you know, in college, I'd get drunk and jam out of my guitar hero and my fucking underwear on the on the on a tables and, and you know one of my uh, college roommates dared me to walk to the ring pretending as if i was jamming the guitar hero and uh, if you guys want to check out my instagram i have some pictures of me in action you know strumming the guitar hero as i'm walking to the ring uh and uh you know sure dog put it up and then i asked him to take it down like a hundred times because i didn't really want to go by that it was just kind of a funny thing at once but now the ufc likes it and they want me to keep it so i'm the guitar hero so let's go all right, man. All right, so how'd you get started in MMA? Like, what? How'd you start? So, 2007, I worked at a gym in Richmond, Michigan, called Steel City, uh, and I was preparing for. Uh, I was getting ready for college football, college wrestling, uh, and a guy came in, and you know, he knew I had a good wrestling background. And he asked if I'd ever wanted to do MMA. Uh, initially, I said no. Uh, after a couple of weeks, he talked me into doing some training. I liked it. I, I got. I was kind of good at it uh, from my wrestling base, and. Uh, uh, he talked me to taking a fight. I got submitted in like two minutes, in my very first amateur fight. And uh, I, I didn't want to go out 0-1, so I said I'd take one more fight. And then when I won that next fight, I was 1-1, one and, one, and I just fell in love. I got hooked, and next thing I knew, I was fighting every weekend for the next two years. So what kind of wrestling background did you have? You said uh, you had the opportunity to wrestle in college. When, when did that start, and how far did you get in that? Uh, you know what? I, I started wrestling when I was like 10 years old. Uh, I transitioned to high school wrestling pretty well. Um, you know, uh, we, my t team, we won a state championship oh, a couple times, runner-up. I made it to state finals, ended up facing Jakar Klaus, another UFC 55er in the state finals. Uh, then I, went, I transferred to Olivet. Uh, but you know what? Uh, MMA really hindered my wrestling in college because I was training more for MMA and boxing instead of focusing on my wrestling through college. So I didn't have a great college uh, career for wrestling, uh, but I showed up and I trained every day. Uh, you know, stay in shape for MMA. So again, my transition from wrestling to MMA was a lot smoother than my transition from MMA to wrestling right now. So uh, like I said, I, I didn't really accomplish everything I wanted to do in wrestling in college due to MMA, but uh, I, I still had a good time and, you know, worked really hard and stayed in shape and, and uh, you know, still, it made me the fighter I am today. So I can't complain about it. Yeah. So speaking of the fighter you are today, you're you're a smaller lightweight, 155, but you're one, uh, five foot seven. How does that, do you have an advantage with that because of you, you don't have to cut as much weight? Like what advantage did you see to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you, you can say I don't have to cut as much weight, but man, I, I, I'm pretty thick, you know, and cutting even to 155, uh, I've missed weight, you know, twice on two short notice fights. Um, obviously when you're, you know, competing for $500 to compared to $10,000, your motivation of getting into sauna is a little bit more, getting in the tub is a little bit more. Uh, so I don't see myself missing weight at 55 for the UFC. But with that being said, you know, I, I think just my power, you know, I, I might have short leverage and I'm short, but 
I have a lot of, I have powerful legs. You know, like I said, I played college football first season. And uh, I, I think my, I'm just as powerful as any, if not more powerful than any 55 out there. So once you did get into MMA, like you said, you fought, uh, you fought amateur. Once you did turn pro, those early days of your career, what was that like fighting on regional circuits, uh, just doing what you could to get noticed? What were those early days like? Man, I, I loved it. And it was just it, the only difference between amateur and pro. I had so many amateur fights. I had almost 50 amateur fights that, you know, there was no pressure, man. Fight, the only difference was I was just getting paid. And I wasn't getting paid well. And actually, sometimes I even lost money. When I went, fought uh, in Hawaii, uh, it cost me money. No, no, that's not true. I think I made $100. $100. Bill. I remember the corner handing me a $100 bill. Fucking terrible. I fought in Scotland. It cost me like $1,000 out of pocket. So, you know, there was no really transition until, you know, like 2015, I fought for Bellator. And I finally got to feel what it was like to fight in a nice, you know, big arena. And uh, actually, that's not true because I fought in some big arenas before, but for a bigger organization, for a bigger named organization. So I turned pro in 2013. Uh, it didn't really hit me until, you know, I fought for WSOF in 2015 and Bellator in 2015 as well. Uh, so really the, the transition from amateur to pro wasn't, wasn't a big deal to me. Even transitioning from the regional circuit to the UFC, man, I've, I've dreamt of this for so long and, uh, you know, I've visualized this for so long. It's, it's not much, it's not a very hard transition for me. So would you say that when you won the, uh, the, the lightweight championship in the WXC, did that help you transition to the UFC? Like with that championship mentality? Uh, you know what? It's it, belts just hold your pants up, man. Like, I, you know, it's all. It was always just uh, I was preparing. I, I want to get ready for fighting five round fights, and obviously, the only way at the amateur scene is to fight for championships, man. I I won the TWC one fifty five pound championship, the WXC one fifty five pound championship, the WXC one forty five pound championship. It all came down to you know, preparing for those five round fights. I, I mean, the organizations are great. And I do think that the TWC and the WXC do pr produce the best fighters out of the Midwest. But with that being said, it wasn't about the belt. It wasn't about winning the championship. It was preparing and how to prepare for those five round fights. So now well, after I knock a couple more guys on the UFC and I'm headlining a fight, I already know how to prepare for these five round fights. And you know, that's, it, it just leads comes to experience. Uh, the belts, like I said, the belts just hold your pants up. So with a wrestling background and, and you got so much experience early in your career fighting amateur and then once you did turn pro uh, and obviously your your first fight in the UFC was such an impressive knockout. Uh, was it was it difficult to develop the striking to go along with the wrestling or is that something that started to come natural at some point? Uh, uh, you know, I have two left feet and, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to have the boxing coaches I did early on in my career. Kara Rowe. Uh, she, she's in Vegas right now, actually helping me and TJ Larmy. TJ Larmy's fighting August 11th uh, for Dana White Contender Series, so she's here helping. She was, her and Dave Lester were my first uh, real official boxing coaches. And, man, she, she put so much time into me because my footwork was just so bad, or was, and it still is, but it's even wor it was even worse before. Uh, so with that being said, the transition for me was tough. But now it's now it's the opposite. Like I'd rather I'd rather strike. I'd rather kickbox. I'd rather box and use my wrestling as a secondary, using it as a defensive standpoint more than an offensive standpoint. So as of now, as for now, I coach boxing and you know I continue to develop my boxing, my footwork. Uh, but uh, again, I transitioned basically from a wrestler to a boxer, and I'm using my wrestling as secondary now. So with with your wrestling, a lot of people say that wrestling is by far, or not by far, but the most important martial art when it comes to MMA, because you get to pin, you can control people. Would, would you agree with that statement and why? 
And it's because I'll dictate or the wrestler will dictate where the, a good solid wrestler, you know, you know, given, you know, uh, you know, good circumstance will dictate if we're standing on the feet, if we're down on the ground, you know, like if I, when I like to start all my fights standing, you know, I'm fighting for bonuses now. I want to knock everybody out. With that being said, if I get rocked or dropped or something, I want to be able to have the wrestling to fall back on to try to slow the pace down so I don't get finished. So, you know, say I get hit with a big overhand right and I wobble backwards and he rushes in for the finish. I still want to have that wrestling base where I can shoot my double, take him down, let my head recover for the next 30 seconds or a minute and get back in the fight, you know. Uh, these guys that are getting rocked and they're continuing to try to stand and strike, it's just, I think it's, you know, it's like, you're hurt. You know, you're, you're, you're at a, you're at a huge disadvantage right now. I mean, I even got criticized once uh, I got dropped by, uh, I, I, I got hit with a big right hand against Jake for sales and uh, he rushes in for the finish. I shoot my double, he stuffs my double and I end up pulling guard. People are like, Oh, why would you pull guard? It's Like, man, I need my head to recover. I don't want to stand again in a firefight with somebody that is, has the adrenaline rush of hurting me. And you know, is, is probably throwing harder strikes than when you rock. So I think wrestling is by far the toughest and by far the most important art of all the martial arts when it comes to MMA fight. All right, so you get into your first UFC fight. You take this fight on 48 hours notice, right? Uh, a little less, but yes. So how did, uh, w when you got to that point, was the weight, what was the most challenging part, what was, and what was your mindset going into it? You know, the, the weight for me is always the most challenging part. You know, it's, you know, I'm a fat kid at heart. I love to eat and I love to eat food and I like to drink beer. Uh, so that's always the hardest part for me, staying diligent on a diet when I don't have a fight coming up. Uh, I didn't have a fight coming up. So, you know, I remember mon the Monday before uh, the fight, like I remember me and my son went out to Cane's and ate uh, fried chicken. You know what I mean? Like just shit that I wouldn't be eating. So when I, when I got the call late Wednesday night, you know, I, I was about 16 pounds over. I was 171 pounds. Uh, you know, uh, I planned on cutting weight all day Thursday and weighing in Friday morning. Well, then I got bombarded with doctor's appointments. I was at doctor's appointments running around all Vegas from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So, you know, I'm going to throw it back yeah, to my coaching staff, Roman Isabel, Dennis Davis, showing up at the gym at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., staying here until, you know, Roman stayed with me at the gym until 3 o'clock in the morning getting that weight off. Uh, fighting is easy. I have so much, I have 70 fights, uh, MMA fights and thousands or yeah, I should say hundreds of wrestling matches. Uh, the only thing, the hardest part for me is, uh, dieting and, and cutting weight. So you go into this fight, you're, you're matched up uh, with Frank Camacho on short notice and uh, you know, you're in your first UFC fight. He's a guy coming off a loss, uh, that is, that's hungry for a win, hungry to get back in the W column. Uh, what was the mentality or what was the environment in that octagon like? Because it was, it was two guys that were really hungry for a win, it seemed like. You know, here, here's the thing. You know, Frank Camacho is a veteran of the sport. He's had seven fights in the UFC. He's been a part of four fight of the night bonuses. This guy shows up. With that being said, coming off his last loss, you know, there, there was – oh, sorry about that. I got a phone call. Uh, sorry about that. Coming off a loss, he has all – he's a he's – a, uh, I think I was like minus 300. He's a huge favorite in the fight. This is a do or die fight for him. When I was in the cage and Bruce was calling off our names, I was watching Frank and I was watching his mannerisms. I was watching his posture. I was watching how he looked, how he felt. And, uh, you know, it's no shot at him because we're talking about a very experienced vet. I'm a fan, a fan of Frank Camacho. When I, when, uh, you know, watching, watching his fight with Drew Dobber, watching his fight with, uh, uh, was it Hung Jung Lee, um, 
you know, uh, uh, the, uh, there's another fight that he had fight of the night of. Uh, uh, I'm having a, a brain fart right now. I knew that he knew that it was I, – I was hoping that he couldn't handle the pressure because he had everything to lose in that fight. I have nothing to lose. So, again, when I looked across the cage and saw how nervous he was, um, I knew right then and there I was going to knock him on the first one. So, coming into that fight, it had been about a year uh, and about a month since your last fight. Did you have to shake off any ring rust or did, was there any trouble? Not, not at all, man. I felt at home. I've had so many fights, dude. It's like I've never taken a year layoff, I don't believe. You know, usually I like, I like to stay active. I want to stay active. I didn't take a year layoff because I, I didn't want to fight. Uh, I just didn't get any opportunity, man. You know, uh, uh, I mean, I, I have 70 fights, dude. I could take three years off. And if I train for four weeks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the same Justin James I was as a killer, dude. It's, it just comes from that ring, ring experience, man. I knew what I had to do. I, you know, the game plan, I was very, very simple. Hit him harder than he hit me and hit him first. I mean, it's, I don't overcomplicate these game plans of, oh, make him fear my wrestling and to my striking. No, I want to hit him harder than he hits me and faster than he hits me. And, you know, I, I stuck to the game plan. That'll always be my game plan. So when it comes down to that, like I said, I can have a three-year layoff. Give me a couple weeks of training. I'll be the same Justin James I always was. It's pretty neat, man. And uh, so coming into that fight, of course, you cut weight, you made weight, but Camacho didn't. And Camacho had known about this fight for a few weeks prior. And when you saw that he didn't make the weight, did you kind of figure out what his mindset was from that? It's not making weight. And from experience, it says a lot of things. It just says you weren't really prepared. Now, anytime I put in a full fight camp, I've never missed weight. I've missed weight two or three times throughout my career from you know the week notice fights or the two week notice fights but to know that he he's known for at least a month and he still misses weight that, that tells me his diet his diet wasn't serious and he wasn't training as hard as he normally does man he you know he i just don't think he was prepared and then when he got the opponent switch i think it really with him and uh, again i was put in a situation where i have nothing to lose and he has everything to lose and i took advantage of the situation my, my so biggest fear honestly was when I heard that he was having a hard time making weight, like I just wanted him to stop cutting weight because there's been fights canceled because these guys, you know, veterans like him will, will push so hard to make the weight that they end up hospitalizing themselves and getting an IV. So as soon as Jason, my manager hit me up and said he was having a hard time making weight or he might not make it. I told him just stop, stop cutting weight because with my luck and the way things have rolled out for me is, you know, Frank Camacho misses weight, he gets IV'd and then the fight gets canceled. So, I, I didn't care. I just wanted him healthy and to show up on uh, Saturday. So you, you get into the octagon. You're finally, you're finally there. You know, you hear your name called, uh, having fought for this for so long with 70 MMA fights. What, what was going through your mind at that moment when you, when you hear your name called in the octagon, announced fighting out of Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, Justin James? What's going through your mind in that moment? So it, it's really cool. So like, it was obviously a surreal experience and everything just happened so fast. You know, I get the call late Wednesday night, like 9 PM on Wednesday, Thursday, 9 AM. I'm at the doctors. I, I don't have any time. Like I, I just didn't, as I told in every interview I've had since it's just, it didn't click with me. It seemed like a dream. It seemed like something was going to happen. It was too good to be true. Uh, there's actually, if you watch the full fight video from when Bruce is calling our names off, like, I stepped in the ring and I was like, I can't, like, I couldn't believe where I was. I couldn't believe I'm getting goosebumps, like talking about this right now. Like this, this is like, seriously, it's uh, it was such an emotional overload all at once. And it still is. So when, when watching the film is Bruce is calling off my name, you'll see me like start shaking my head. Yes. And I just remember thinking in my head, like, 
this is I'm supposed to be here. I've, I've, I've and again, again, goosebumps again. Like, uh, I just remember thinking, like, I'm supposed to be here. And I'm gonna knock this mother out. Like, he's standing in the way for me and, and my dreams coming true. And like I said, and it's really surreal watching the fight, knowing exactly at what point at what was going through my head. You'll see me, like I said, I'll start shaking my head. Yes. It's basically just reiterating myself that I'm supposed to be here. I was meant to be here. I've been here a thousand times in my mind already. This is this is going to be so much fun, and I had a lot of fun that night. Speaking of, uh, it was your time to be there. It was your time to be there. You knocked the guy out. You knocked you, might, you knocked Camacho out in 41 seconds. What what was that feeling like, knowing that you had you kind of like achieved a dream of yours that you you'd want to fight in the UFC? Dude, like, like I'm saying, it's just the, the, the feeling, the only way I can, I wish I, I wish I could describe it in words, but I just can't. It was just so overwhelming, honestly. Like, just everything was happening so fast. And, you know, I, I went from a, a good regional regional fighter to having the fastest knockout of a debut fighter in the UFC in the history. It's the second fastest finish of a debut fighter. And the only finish that was faster than mine was a submission. And it was like two seconds faster or three seconds faster. So to know that I have the fastest knockout, and UFC debut history is pretty surreal. I, I, I can't really wrap my head around that right now. And like I said, thinking about it is just, it's, it's overwhelming. It's over emotional. I, I can't describe in words how I feel about it. You, you pull off the big win, uh, 41 seconds. Were you, were you looking uh, to, try to, to try to go for an early finish? Was that, was that your game plan coming in? Or were you just going to try to feel that fight out? And if the opportunity presented itself, go after that? I, I planned on a phone booth style fight you know, watching Frank's fights. I know that's the kind of fight he likes. I wanted to put a pace on him. Uh, I knew I, I was, my thought was his cardio might be a little affected by the weight cut. He missed weight, man. And when you miss weight, you know, that does drain on your cardio. So literally I wanted to stand elbow to elbow and throw punches as hard as I could for 15 minutes. And if I knocked him out, I knocked him out. If he knocked me out, he knocked me out. You know, fortunately I was one to land the hard shot first. And, you know, it's, and that's my game plan in all my fights, man. I just want to apply pressure and keep applying pressure for 15 or 25 minutes or until my opponent breaks. And I was able to hit him hard enough to break him. Yeah, for sure, man. So, you know, you, you win this fight. Uh, did you get a, a contract or are you going to return to the UFC anytime soon? Yeah, dude, I'm looking for a quick turnaround. Uh, I'm actually uh, talking to my manager a few minutes before uh, I jumped into this conversation. Uh, Justin James, the guitar hero, will have a quick turnaround and you will see me in the next couple of weeks real soon. Oh really? Oh, that's awesome! I can't wait to see you. I can't I'm wait to see you fight. Telling you, it's it's coming in the next couple of weeks. All right, I can't wait. So you're with Extreme Couture. That's your team. What have you learned from uh, being on that really great team over there in Vegas? Dude, it's I, I've learned so much. You know, not just about fighting, but just about life and you know people and you know who's loyal and uh, learned about loyalty over the years and you know. I get to train with some of the best fighters in the world. UFC champions are coming in, you know, every week, you know, it's, it's, and that's what kind of separates extreme couture from other gyms. It isn't, it's not only is it coaching how great the coaches are here, but the looks I get, you know, like it's a beat, you know, the 45 pounder is a beat. I got to go, go with him a couple of times. Justin Gaethje is in and out of here. Uh, you know, Brad Tavares and all the Hawaiians, Boston Salmon, one of the highest credentialed boxers in MMA. Uh, you know, I get to, I, I, I worked my boxing with Joel Castamayor, you know, uh, who was an Olympic champion, uh, for boxing, you know, uh, Dennis Davis, who, who had 40 pro fights, Roman Isbell, who unfortunately had to, you know, retire his MMA career due to, uh, losing vision in one eye during training. Uh, but you know, it's, 
we have a great facility, we have a great coaching staff, and I have some of the best teammates in the world. Hey, that, that's, so do you know Randy Couture? Yeah, I, I actually lived at his house for a couple months. When I first came to Vegas in 2008, uh, I was doing my internship here at the gym, and uh, I had a dispute with my landlord, and I came home, and all my was outside of the house. And uh, I told Ryan, Randy's son, and Ryan's like, hey, why don't you come stay with me and dad? You know, you're only here for another month. And I was like, all right, bet. So I actually moved into Randy's house and I stayed in his, his spare bedroom for three months. And you got to look at how, what kind of guy Randy is. Like, look at the character that he doesn't know me. I'm some college kid, you know, that is friends with his son. He doesn't know me any better than, you know, he knows somebody walking down the street to invite me into his house, to let me stay at his house, to watch his house. You know, it was, wasn't like I had a guard on me at all times. You know, he trusted me and, you know, it just goes to show you what kind of person Randy Couture is and Ryan Couture, you know, Ryan Couture is now, uh, a part of the UFC, or excuse me, a part of Extreme Couture. He's a, the CEO of Extreme Couture. You know, these guys are the ones that gave me the shot, and that's why I'm here right now and where I'm at. Yeah, we know Randy Couture is an absolute legend when it comes to the UFC. What have you learned from him from a fighting perspective that you've put into your game? Hey, you know what? I talked so when I, I was 4-0, and I went down to Hawaii, and I took a bullshit decision loss to a, to a Hawaiian. It was actually Robbie Ostevich, Rachel Ostevich's brother. And it was probably the most boring fight uh, I've ever had in my whole life. Uh, but you know, you got to beat the hometown guy, you know, in Hawaii to win. And when I came back, I was all depressed. And I just remember Randy telling me, you know, he's, Hey man, how you doing? I was, ah, man, boss, I'm doing, I'm, I'm paraphrasing of course. And he's like, well, why is that? You know, I was like, yeah, I just lost my first pro fight. And he smiles. He said, Justin, if the worst thing that happens to you in the next couple of weeks is you lost an MMA fight, you're doing pretty good. And I just thought about it for a second and, you know, I've lived by that, you know, and that's helped me get through a couple more losses, you know? All my losses have been by decision. I think three out of my four losses are, are, are coin flip losses or losses for that matter. And, you know, Jimmy Sapuza beat me in the World Series in, like, 2015. We're talking five years ago. And I've gotten so much better since then, man. And, uh, you know, every time I did take a loss early on, you know, I just think about that. That's the worst thing going on, you know, in my life. I'm doing pretty good. So now you're set up with at least one more fight with the UFC. It's going to be soon. Uh, as far as how you fight your style, do you want to see how do you want to see yourself progress uh, moving forward as a fighter? Fight of the night bonuses, man. That's the only progression I want to see. That's the only thing I care about right now is 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 winning and fight of the night bonuses. I, I I don't care to go in there and there's a lot of guys I could just take down and grind, or maybe I find a submission, or maybe I pound them out. But honestly, to the casual fan, nobody wants to see that. I want people to see my name. I want people to see the Guitar Hero and be like, oh is going to be a banger like this guy is going to come in and just sling leather you know like Justin Gaethje style you know after training with Justin and watching him fight like that's what I want to emulate you know I want to put pressure on guys and throw big hands and use my wrestling as secondary if I need to get a takedown to recover or if you know I want to grind somebody and, and gas them before I knock them out that's one thing but most of the time I just want a heavy pressure forward I want to knock people out so what do you want to say to people that don't know anything about your fighting style like what would you want to tell them right away or do you have anything to say in general I, I, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't really have anything to just 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 watch out. Remember the name, dude. Because yeah, win or lose, I'm fighting for fight of the night bonuses, man. And and that's what the fans want to see. And they want to see a slobber knocker. Want to see me get my head knocked off or somebody get their head knocked off. Tune in, man. The guitar hero's coming. He's slinging punches. Did you win a bonus for your last fight? Yes, sir. All right, there we go. Fifty k bonus, knockout bonus, whatever you want to call it. And that's and I'm hungry for it now. So once you get a little taste of that extra bonus money. It's like, it's, like, it's like eating ice cream for the first time. Once you eat ice cream for the first time, you want some more, and I'm going to keep fighting for that ice cream. All right. Dan, you got anything, man? I'm, I'm done. 
All right, Justin, where can the people find you on social media? Uh, you got Justin Janes MMA at Twitter or at Justin Janes MMA at Twitter. Uh, J-A-Y-09-M-I at Instagram. That's my th- first three letters of my last name. My favorite number is 09. And then Michigan, where I'm originally from. Uh, and then Facebook is Justin Janes, athlete page. All right, Justin, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Appreciate you guys. You guys have a good one, all right? All right. You too, man. All right. All right, brothers. We'll see you guys next time on another episode.